Hi there, and thank you for tuning in to the following message provided by Renewed Church. We pray that this message will be a blessing and encouragement for you. For more information about our church, please visit www.renew.miami. Good morning. Good morning, and thank you for coming to Hope Sunday. I want to thank you guys for coming out today. It's an uh, honor and a privilege to be here. My name is Javier de Jesus Morejon. I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and the Son of the Most High God. Amen. Will you guys please stand for me? You guys from the Hope Center. These are the men from the Hope Center. You guys can go ahead and take a seat. And they are an amazing group of men. They wake up at 4.45 every day. The first thing they do is their bed. That's the first thing they accomplish for the day. And then they pray. They have breakfast. Some of them go to vocational training. And the rest of them stay behind and put the house in order. They have some structure in their life. When they first came to the Hope Center, like myself, we were broken. There was a lot that we needed, and we didn't know it. God continues to bless us daily. These guys, when they go off to vocational training, I speak to the owners of the place where they work, and they say, man... I wish I could have 20 or 30 more guys like that. And I tell them, well, you can. But I don't think they can afford them at the moment. But they are a light everywhere they go. They, uh, they're incredible. And I am blessed to call them my brothers. We're going to have a couple of galas in October. We're going to have a, a gala on October 8th, which will be in English. And then we'll have another one October 15th, which will be in Spanish. Because we are the, for, the first Hope Center to be bilingual. We appreciate all of you. We've got a lot that have donated to the, uh, to the Hope Center. They've donated clothes, food, money, you name it, they've donated it. And we appreciate it because we need it. We thank those of you that have donated. And those that want to donate, feel free to reach out to me or Pastor Obed, uh, who is my incredible recovery coordinator. He goes above and beyond for these guys. We, uh, we got a call one day that we had a guy coming to the Hope Center, and uh, he was in such bad condition that the Greyhound bus pulled over and put him off the bus. Said, we don't want him on our bus. We don't know how he's going to end up. Albert jumped in the van, drove four hours to Orlando to pick him up and bring him down. That's dedication and love. 
Now I'm going to quit speaking, and I'm going to bring somebody up who is very special to me, and he's got a word and a testimony for you. Daniel. Good morning, everybody. My name is Daniel Allen. I'm from Nashville, Tennessee. And I'm here to share a little bit about my life and what the Hope Center has done for me. So I was born in March of 94. Uh, I did have a two-parent household. My parents, they were great. They gave me everything I could have ever asked for. You know, there were, there were hard times just like anybody else has, fights and pack your bags. We're moving in with Grandma, but we always came back. Um, so my early childhood was really great. I was more of a self-destructive kind of person, you know, when you're put under strict rules and you're always watched, you, all you want to do is rebel. So once I hit about the age of 11 years old, started running with the wrong crowd, some older boys from the neighborhood, and one of their mothers was using drugs in front of us. The kids aren't stupid. We figured out what was going on and decided to try it for ourselves. So fast forward about two years, I'm 13, and I get injured in a football game. So my back's messed up, sciatic nerve problems. I'm laid up in bed for six months, and I'm given more drugs than I know what to do with from the doctors. And if it wasn't the doctors, it was family, friends, friends, family. I mean, you name it, and it was around. So I lived like that for a long, long time. Once I hit 17, 18 years old, I decided that wasn't enough and I wanted to move to the even harder stuff. I always thought I had it together. I thought, you know, I'm a man, I can handle this, I can quit whenever I want. But it turns out I couldn't. I somehow, by a miracle, managed to graduate high school, went off to college. It wasn't for me, it was to appease the people in my family to keep up appearances. And once again, somehow just managed to skirt by, just doing just enough to get by. So once I graduated college, I went straight to work. Uh, it was a dangerous work environment, you know, hot ovens and sharp materials, and I had people relying on me, and I just wasn't there all the way. You know, when you're falling asleep running a, a big glass machine, a big oven or something, you can't be there for your people. And everything kind of came to a head in late April of this year. You know, after all these years of using, abusing, and self-destruction, all the friends that I've seen pass away, you would think that would be a wake-up call, but it just never was enough for me. So late April of this year, I was found unresponsive in my home by a family member. Somehow they made it just in time. The paramedics got there, rushed me to the hospital, and they managed to bring me back somehow. Now, you might think, wow, that's rock bottom right there. Well, it wasn't for me. I was standing right there at rock bottom with a shovel, seeing how much deeper I could go. So that same day they revived me in the hospital, what did, what did my, you know, my smart mind say? Oh, you can do it again. You'll be fine. So right there in the hospital bed, I overdosed for a second time, not even 24 hours later. But this time it was, it was a lot more serious. Uh, I had a dangerous fever, low heart rate, you know, wasn't breathing right, so they had to put me on life support. Um, I had tubes down my throat, feeding tubes in my nose. I mean, it, it, was, it was bad. After three full nights like that, I remember finally coming to in the hospital bed, you know, surrounded by nurses. My dad, bless him, he's in the room in the corner, tore up. 
And I remember opening my eyes for the first time and seeing all these weird faces around me. And the first thing they said was, you don't know what we've been through to keep you alive these past three days. And I knew right then, whatever decision I was about to make is probably the biggest decision that I will ever make in my life. You know, I, I have one foot in the grave or the jailhouse, and this other foot can take me to, you know, a much more fulfilling life, one that I never thought I would have. And, you know, I've always taken the easy route in life. I decided, hey, I might as well try to take the hard one and, and live for something bigger than myself. So ultimately, I still remember the day Obed and Bill came to pick me up at the airport thinking, you know, I can't run from this anymore. You know, times are tough, but I appreciate those tough times, the good, the bad, everything. I remember pulling up to the house over here, seeing Tyler. We, we kind of knew each other beforehand, grew up together, and just all these guys welcoming me with, with open arms. It's been the shortest three months I think I've had in my life. Um, we really do have a lot of fun there. I've never laughed and, and just been so, so just proud of these guys and watching people just come in and, and just be transformed into, into men, into people who want to serve and, and just give their lives to God, which is something I struggled with. I still every day have to surrender myself and know that I, I don't have this in my, I can't do this myself. I need everyone in here. So the Hope Center has taken me from once when I was, you know, a cold-hearted, callous, bitter person into having empathy, which is something I never had before. I didn't care about anyone before I came here. It's just warmed my heart, softened my heart. I want to thank Javier and Obed. I'm eternally grateful for y'all. Pastor Trevor, Pastor Ricardo, Pastor Mikey, Carlos, Carlos, David, the, the Nieves family, everyone in here who's been praying for us. It doesn't go unnoticed, so thank you. Good morning, family. Man, let's give it up for Daniel one more time. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Um. Before I get started, I just wanted to say a few things about uh, this town and this church and the people in it. Um, uh, this is the first place that I've actually felt home inside of a church, uh, felt welcomed and loved, and uh, I can be myself here, and that's because of all you guys. I love you, Arturo. Man, it really is a, a true joy to come here multiple times a week and see a lot of y'all at the house just showing us love. There's true love here, and like that's something that I haven't had in a long, long time, so I really appreciate every one of you guys. Uh, I also want to thank Javier and Obed. Uh, I love y'all. I, uh, I could literally start crying right now, thinking about how much y'all have done for me. And my brothers at the house, like, uh, it's truly an honor to be here with y'all, man. Y'all really, we got each other's backs, and I, I just love that. But um, for those of you who don't know me, my name's Harry. For those of you who do know me, my name's still Harry. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. I'm 33 years old, and um, man, I just got to say that life when I grew up, when I was a kid, was pretty good, man. It was pretty easy. Uh, my parents always gave me everything that I wanted. They spoiled me rotten. Um, I didn't really have very many hardships as a kid. When I look back at my childhood, I think of, like, beautiful memories. You know, my parents were together. 
Uh, they were there for me. They talked to me, made me feel, you know, loved. And um, and things were good. I didn't really struggle as a, as a young child. But um, growing up, I, you know, I was a good little boy. I went to school. I did my homework. I did what my mom and dad said. You know, I even had my shirt tucked in all the times. I wore glasses. Like, completely different person than I turned out to be. But um, things went along good for a long time. And uh, we were a loving family. And uh, when I was 14 years old, I was a freshman in high school, and uh, my mom became pregnant. And uh, just a little background information, I have a little uh, sister who's six years younger than me, so she's eight years old at the time, and, and we were happy. I was like, wow, I'm going to be 14, have a little brother, it's going to be cool. My parents were so happy. I mean, it wasn't an expected pregnancy, but, you know, we were all very happy that it was going to happen. And, um, you know, it, it ended up the last day of school, my parents picked me up, and we were going to the hospital so my mom could have her C-section the next day. And um, we got all these baby cribs and everything piled in a truck. I'm smushed in here. And, and I'm complaining, you know, me, 14-year-old me. I'm like, man, it's hot in here. Like, I, I got no room, yada, yada, yada. Well, we pull up to the hospital and, um, you know, we get there and spend the night there with my mom. And long story short, uh, my brother was born the next day and died that same day. And that was the... Uh, that was the, the seed for the rest of my life to where I just kind of went off in another direction, man. I, uh, I was completely jaded, very, very jaded on, on religion, on spirituality, on God. I, I can tell you the truth, guys. I really, in that moment in my life, I was cursing God. I hated God. Um, maybe out of ignorance, mostly out of pain, the pain that I saw my family go through. Um, it's the first time I ever seen my father cry, the only time I ever seen my father cry. Um, so from that point forward, I just, as a zero to a hundred real quick, y'all, um, spent the rest of my high school years partying very hard all the time that I could, which is where I found heroin and methamphetamine. And, uh, the years after that, after graduation, uh, I slowly got deeper and deeper into that until I was an IV user of both those drugs, Xanax all the time. Uh, and for years and years, I did whatever I could to get those things and those things only. I didn't care who I used. I didn't care what I did, who, what, who, what I stole, who I hurt, um, family included. You know, a lot of the things that I've done in my life were to my very own family, the people closest to me who've always supported me. So uh, I pushed it to the limit with the people that loved me. And, um, you know, constantly in and out of rehabs, you know, the little the 30 days, 60 days. And not, not knocking those, but they just, it was more of a time out for me. It wasn't really, a, it wasn't really there. I wasn't there to fix myself. So years pass, and um, I'm still running and gunning. I've burnt almost all my bridges, and um, times are getting hard. And uh, so I decided I'm going to sell these drugs. I'm going to start selling these drugs. I can make money. I can use for free. And then I'll be the cool, you know, drug dealer guy in my twisted mind in that, in that time in my life. You know, I thought this stuff was cool. And uh, long story short there, like three years later, I end up in prison for selling drugs. I did a few years in prison. And uh, you would think that would be enough to set someone down and be like, all right, here's my rock bottom. But not me, not this guy, not with my own, you know, self-will. So I get out. I do pretty good for a year or so, a year and a half. And then I get right back to it. I, the roommate that I had, he got back on drugs. And so, therefore, I got back on drugs. And this was, when they tell you that, you know, when you try to do good and then you go back out or, you know, when you are running from God constantly... 
it's always going to get worse. It's going to keep getting worse perpetually every time. And that is true in my life for sure. Um, and this last time, you know, this last few years before I came to the Hope Center, um, it was it was a lot of uh, grimy things that I was doing. You know, I was breaking in people's houses. Uh, I was encouraging the girls that I was with to sell their bodies to support my addiction. I was robbing from my family. Um, and I say all this to let y'all know that that person is dead now. Um, he's dead. He's dead. And uh, I used to, thank you. I used to carry a lot of guilt and shame around for all the stuff that I've done. And, you know, I, I can tell you I haven't forgot a single thing that I've done, but it doesn't weigh me down. You know, God has took that from me. This church has helped me, you know, fix that in my life. You guys at the house, like anyone that I can need to come talk to, it, it's any one of y'all. It's not just a few. It's not just one. It's not just, it's everyone. That house is, is straight all love there, and I've never felt that before in my life. Um, but... I knew that when I first got here, it was, uh, it was scary. I was, I was pretty scared about it. But then one Saturday, Pastor Trevor came to the house. It was the first time I ever met him. I was in the pool. I was detoxing because I'm one of the people, along with a few others over there, that detox at the house. Um, it, uh, he, I got out of the pool, and we introduced each other to each other. And he said he was from Oklahoma City. And I was like, wow, man, like, that's confirmation right there that I'm at the right place. And uh, from that day forward, I've been trying to give all I can to this program. Uh, before I got here, I didn't know God at all. And now uh, we are very, very close. He's taken, the, he's taken the hollowness out of my heart, taken my soul from death to life. He's really done works in my life that I would never have been able to do alone, that I didn't want to do alone. Uh, and I don't have to anymore. You know, no matter what happens in my life, I know that I'll always have him. And that's really all that matters in my life today. Um, I just want to thank everyone again for everything that y'all have done. This church is full of love. That house is full of love. And I couldn't be happier in life. And that's all I got, y'all. Praise the Lord. No, is anybody here? Okay. How many, how many rejoiced this morning hearing the testimonies of our guys from the Hope Center? My name is Obed. I'm the recovery coordinator, and I just want to say something. I guess thank the Lord for my director, Javier. Uh, we're friends for many years. And what a blessing God has given us. It's going to be four months next week. And we started this, and we have seen the greatness of God. Amen. And we still keep on seeing God. God keeps on doing the work at the Hope Center. Amen. God still keeps on doing the work here at Renew Church. Amen. This is a place where he restores, gives opportunity to people to serve him with all their hearts. And this morning I had the, the privilege of bringing the word of God. And after they really did the message, honestly, first service they preached, and I just concluded, second service I'll practically preach a little bit more. And 
and conclude, but I titled this morning, Starting Over Again. Amen. Don't you think that God always gives opportunities to start over again? Amen. And the word of God will, will take us straight to Jeremiah chapter 18. And starting from verse 1 through 6. The Lord gave another message to Jeremiah. He said, go down to the potter's shop, and I will speak to you there. So I did, as he told me, and found the potter working at his wheel. But the jar that he was making did not turn out as he has hoped. So he crushed it into a lump of clay again and started over. Then the Lord gave me this message. O Israel, can I not do to you as this potter has done to this clay? As the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hands. Amen. We're this morning, I just want to share just a few minutes. This morning is where God has shown us one more time that he gives the opportunity to one to start all over again. I mean, these guys came destroyed. These guys came with no hope. And praise God, they found hope in Jesus. And praise God that we can tell them this morning that there's still hope. I mean, the world might mark them, the world might tell them that they're, they're worth nothing. But I'm going to tell you something this morning. They're worth a lot. If the world has told you that you're worth nothing, you're worth a lot in God's eyes. And I just want to tell you this morning that the potter, this is the, this is the best message I love to talk about. Why? There's three components, and it's in your, uh, the, uh, the, the handout. There we go. I'm not used to that. If y'all realize, I'm used to speaking in Spanish, but... I had to start speaking English. There's three parts this morning I do want to share with you. Number one, God can create something out of nothing. Remember the clay? Jeremiah obeyed the voice of God. Jeremiah went to the potter shop. Jeremiah heard the voice of God. And Jeremiah saw the, saw the potter at the wheel and the clay. Those are the basic stuff this morning I'm talking about. God can create something out of nothing. Don't you think he could do that today? Amen. Don't you feel that he's still doing it today? Amen. Don't you think that he's going to keep on doing what he needs to do so you and I could be a better in better position in front of God's eyes. Number two, God uses a process to mold us. I remember my, my aunt, she used to have this place of ceramic and macrame. Yes, we learned how to do it. She, she, she took us there every time I, she had opportunity. And I would see her, how she would take her time and get the clay and get the, the macrame and get everything, or get the clay, and put everything, and make something, and put in a furnace. And we learned, and in those days, when we were a bunch of kids, how to do it. 
But there, there, was always a, there was always a process. And the biggest process here is the wheel. The wheel is, will mold us. The wheel that has everything for us to become what we need to become. And third of all, God uses the word to transform us. That's the water. God's going to use that for you and I so we can be something different in God's, in God's eyes. There was a goal the potter had. The goal was to make something special, to make something out of nothing. There's something special here this morning that the potter that was in the Word of God and is the same potter that's here in this place. You and I are clay this morning. You and I are in God's hands. And all what God wants us to do this morning is to surrender all to him. All he wants us is to just give it all to him so he can start molding us according to his will. And, and third of all, let the word of God be the strength. Let the word of God give us that's the process to transform, to be a better Christian. Like these guys spoke this morning, and like we could, we could say with them this morning, there's nothing impossible for God. Everything is possible for him. You think something's impossible? Put everything in God's hands. And you're going to see what God could do. There's two things that you need to do this morning. I do, I, I'm going to do two invitations this morning. First of all, all of us are creation of God. Because God created us. But we get the opportunity to become a child of God when we turn our life to Jesus. That's why the Word of God says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Word of God says in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Put your name there. For God so loved Obed, for God so loved you, that he gave his one and only son, the one that died on a cross, the one that took all your sins on that cross, so you could have salvation. If you, if you don't, do not know Jesus this morning, I invite you to know him. I invite you to turn your life to Jesus. How we do this? Easy. I want, I want everybody to close their eyes and understand it's not about religion. Understand about relationship with Christ. If you need this morning to pray that prayer, you can pray with me and say, Lord Jesus, I understand that I am a sinner. And that Christ died on a cross for me. This morning, 
I turn my life to Jesus. Forgive me. This morning, I want to become a child of God. In Christ's name. Amen. Did anybody this morning did that prayer? Just for you, I just raise your hand. Anybody did that prayer for the first time? I'm going to do a second calling. I want everybody to, to rise from their, their chairs this morning. Have we seen the last song? The last calling, you come forth. What do you want the potter to do with you this morning? Do you need the potter to mold you? What's holding you back to receive a breakthrough in your life? What's holding you back to see blessings in your life? Like the potter had the clay in his hands. You and I, this morning, are in the hands of God. He is the, he is the potter. I am the clay. Let him do what he wants to do with you. Anybody this morning needs need something? You're passing through sickness. You're passing through health problems. You're passing through... God knows what's, what you're, you're passing through. Might be passing through addiction. Might be passing through a, a matrimony problem. But let me tell you this morning, we're not here to ask you what's your problem. We're here to support you and tell you that everything is possible in God's eyes. Let the potter this morning be the one to do that work. As we see this morning, you come forth and talk to the potter. And let him do the work in your life. God bless you.
Center one more time this morning. Man, we, we're happy that we can be a blessing to you guys, but let me tell you that you guys are a blessing to us. You truly are. And thank you from the bottom of our hearts for all that you guys do, all the hard work. These guys come in throughout the week, man. They make sure that this place is looking good. They painted the parking lot for us like they are changing lives, and we're thankful for the work that you guys are doing in this church, man. Praise God for you. And if you guys would like to help out Hope Center in any kind of way, if you have things that you'd like to donate, uh, clothes, um, just household items, uh, if you'd like to cook for them, uh, donate financially, whatever the case may be, if you want to find out how you can help Hope Center, talk to Javier, talk to Obed, and they can get you plugged in and, and making a difference for the lives of these young men. And if you know a man who needs Hope Center, talk to my brothers Javi and Obed, and they, and, and they got a great group of guys who will welcome anybody in and help them to, uh, man, to receive hope. It's called the Hope Center. So some things going on here at Renew Church, man. It's an exciting time. Uh, we have a brand new series starting in August. It's called Unlock. Check out this video.
Unlocked starting in August, man. We're believing that this is going to be a special series. So please come. Come expecting something special. Invite a friend. Like, let's make this a really big deal. We're, we want to lean in to the Holy Spirit. That's what Unlocked is going to be about. How can, we, how can we further unlock the Holy Spirit in our lives? And so with that, we're going to be doing some special things just throughout the month to help you guys uh, find opportunities to do that. It's not going to just be us just saying stuff, but we're giving you guys opportunities to take this home, try some new things out, and experience the Holy Spirit and unlock Him in brand new ways. So a part of that is we're going to be doing a 21 days of prayer and fasting. And so we encourage you to join us. We would love for that to happen. We're, we're going to have these uh, devotional videos from uh, some of the leaders here at our church uh, through the weekdays. It's going to be a really special thing. We're going to be doing it together as a church family. And so you can follow those videos on our socials, Facebook, Instagram. But if you're not a techie person, that's totally fine. Um, we have a paper packet for you. You can get it on the way out in your lobby. And you can stick with us and follow along with us. Also, August 14th, we're doing our back-to-school event here at Renew Church uh, between the Miami campus and the Homestead campus. We want to bless 200 students with backpacks filled with school supplies just because, just because we want to be a blessing to the community. So if you know of a family that would appreciate this, that, that, that needs something like this, please let them know. Take this flyer with you. You may have seen one on your chair. Let them know that we're here to bless some families. We want to pray for our kids this upcoming school year. And if you had picked up a Ziploc bag in some of the weeks prior, feel free to bring that in. We still want to give those away and bless as many students as we can. Um, can we give it up for, for 200 students are going to be impacted like that's a that's a huge huge deal man god is doing stuff through this church and and it's just it's an honor to be a part of it so man if if, if you're that family or if you know of a family man come we want to bless you we want to help you that's what we want to do um also uh, some of you may know this family some of you may not but you should know this family because they're an amazing family the lynch family alan and arlene yeah you can give it up for them for sure They feel called to go to a missions trip in Kenya, and we want to send them off. We want, we want them to be just representatives of Renew Church, and we want them to make a difference for the kingdom of God and in a place that is, that is needing their assistance. And so going on a missions trip, it, it, it could be a, a, a financial hurdle, but we want to help them out in any way that we can. And so and if you feel led to, to help support them financially, and, and just be a part of what they're doing. When, when we give to that, it's almost like we're investing in them and, and, and what an honor to do that, to invest in them, send them out and have them make a difference for the glory of God in Kenya on behalf of Renew Church and just the church at large. So if that's you, if you feel led to help them and support them to go on this trip um, on our online giving, renew.miami forward slash giving, there's a special designation on there that is, uh, it says Africa, mission trip and if you give there it'll be going to alan and arlene to help them get to kenya um now at this time i'd like to bring up pastor trevor so we'll give it up for my man stay 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 actually bring your wife bring your wife hey so how's everybody doing today all right all right so i want to just do one thing um i want to i want to pray over um this guy and his baby's mom and uh his baby 
this is uh, a special uh, week for them because little baby Maddie is coming into the world. Uh, yeah, somebody's happy. Little Maddie is coming into the world on, uh, on Monday or Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday, induced is Monday. And uh, we've been praying for baby Maddie and for mom and, and uh, them because it's been a little bit of a trying, um, you know, they were in the hospital last week with some, some complications and things, but we're believing God's going to take care. So we want to pray over that. Um, we'll pray over the offering as well. But I just wanted to do that before you sat down. So let me pray with you. You guys, um, extend your hands towards uh, uh, Mikey and Yondria, and let's pray for, uh, for this family. God, we, uh, we pray right now for baby Maddie as she makes her way into the world. We thank you for this young couple, God, and for who they are to renew church. And uh, God, we pray for your provision, your protection, your delivery. God, a, a good delivery. I pray for the doctors and the nurses, God. I, I see Elizabeth in the room today, and I know she's a big part of even that delivery at South Miami, God. And I just pray that every part would go smooth without complication and that Maddie would um, just be strong and healthy and all that she needs to be. We thank you, oh God, for this uh, thing that you're doing, God, for the miracle of life and uh, what you're doing in the Bermudez family. Bless them, we pray. It's in Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. God bless you guys. Give them a round of applause. Awesome. Awesome. And let's give our Hope Center another round of applause. Way to go. Way to go. Thank you, Pastor Obed. Awesome. 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 Praise be to God. Praise be to God for all that he's doing. If you want to give to Renew Church, there's three ways to do that. You can give it through the envelope in the seat back in front of you and drop it in a bucket or a box on your way out. Give online by going to our website, renew.miami forward slash giving, or text give to 786-565-1165. Thank you for your faithfulness and giving. It's because you give that we're able to see ministries like Hope Center come to life. It's because you give that we're able to do youth ministry and kids ministry and back to school giveaways and all the things. Your faithfulness and giving makes a difference. Let me pray over this offering and then we'll be dismissed. God, we pray for your blessing. On this offering, we pray for your, uh, your, your just multiplying it for the building of your kingdom here and around the world. Thank you, God, for the faithfulness of your people and the way that they trust you, even when it doesn't make sense. God, use, use these gifts uh, to further your kingdom. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Don't miss Unlocked next week. God bless.